Hello and welcome to an all new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. I am Lisa Ann and I am so grateful that you are here with me today, whether you're a first time listener or you're somebody who's been following along my journey. Welcome. This is going to be a little bit different of a format, my normal podcast. If you're new, I do a little monologue where we catch up of the things that I'm doing in my life. We have a guest, really nice conversation, and then I do a mailbag every week where I answer fan questions. But since this is a scenario where I will be giving my perspective of something that just took place that you probably saw on my social media or on the news. And this is just my perspective. When we see something and we experience something from what I have gathered, we have our vision of what took place, whereas everyone else involved has theirs as well. So what is interesting, probably the most interesting about going through challenging times or challenging situations is two things happen. The first one that is just so incredibly powerful and beautiful, the amount of people that you've met in your life that reach out to you, friends that support you, people that you've met, whether it's at a trade show or whether it's at an event or whether it's just in my everyday life, my friends from high school, people reach out with kind words, reminding you of the things that life is not, it's 10% of what happens and 90% of how you handle it. Um, all the positive quotes, all the positive vibes, all the good feelings. And that's just such a nice part of this. And then the second part is the other people that are on the other side that are appalled by this situation and just want to foist blame, just want to say this can't be how this is, just wants to act as if they were in the situation that I was currently in. A lot of hate out there. And I realized, like, why do people follow people that they want to stir up stuff on their timelines? Like, I've seen some conversations started where you go to the thread and you realize there are 30 people in here all arguing with each other on my timeline. Don't know who any of them are. But it's just this level of chaos because everybody wants to be involved. That's what we do. That's what social media is. I had my friends shoot that video. I put that video on my social media. I am not dumb enough to think that this isn't going to have these two things, both emotions, the positive, the lovely, the amount of people that it reached out. It just was awesome. Then the second thing is just the absolute wish for my demise and everything on that end of it. But again, I am aware that being part of the social media space, being part of being in the public eye, being part of being people knowing who you are. This is what comes along with it. So before I get to what actually took place at Radio City Music Hall on Sunday, when I went to go see Matt Reif, it was going to be my first time seeing his show. We had remotely done a show together for Raw Comedy, Channel 99 on Sirius XM, last year for Valentine's Day. He was so cool to do this show. He was on Zoom. I was in studio. It was a lot of fun and just a great guy. So, you know, that, that, that's, you know, I was excited to go to the show. But before I get into sharing with you what took place, let me talk to you about my process. So this happens it's awful. I know I'm getting home. I'm posting this video and I'm going to be on the phone for a while. Let me talk to my people, my team, my friends, uh, you know, people are reaching out. 
And at that point, I have to decide what is going to make of my next day. My next day would have been Monday. That would have been yesterday. It's Tuesday today. So I'm like, okay, I don't really want to leave the confines of my apartment. Don't really feel like doing anything. Absolutely going to lay in bed all day. Uh, watch Seinfeld on repeat on just back-to-back Seinfelds on Netflix. I did get to catch up on the new episode of Curb. I just want to do some me things and I wanted to journal. And I wanted to sit down with my thoughts and think about what things I need to change moving forward, potentially what I could have done better in this situation, and how I would handle something if it came up again. And the number one thing that everybody was, you know, willing to jump in on on this situation, no one really understood why I was standing my ground with such a level of intensity, is drinking. So now I've decided that, oh, I guess, okay, I no longer have the right to drink in public uh, because if I have a drink and then something happens, I'm going to be labeled as drunk. So it's probably best that I drink at home uh, in safe company with friends and that when I'm going out, I'm only ever having water and carrying a bottle of water because that would remove one element of blame. So that's a step I'm going to take. That is part of the mission statement that I set for myself. Moving forward to avoid a bad situation, it's probably not safe in this climate, in this city, to have a cocktail. That's too bad, but it is what it is. That's something that I could do better moving forward. Again, as I sat with myself yesterday, I evaluated the whole situation and I thought about moving forward because I'm not a person that likes to move and live in the past. I want to move forward. I want to be looking forward to dwell in a situation that already happened for months or years as everyone's saying, oh, you should sue them. That is years of your life to take someone to court. And again, if I were to sue, am I going to sue Radio City? Okay, Radio City, I have had so many incredibly great experiences at Radio City since I was a kid, even on school field trips. But taking the bus into the city from Easton, Pennsylvania to go to Radio City to see the Rockettes, uh, to see other shows. I am a huge fan of Radio City. So the first thing I had to do was settle my thoughts. How do I feel about this? Well, no, we're not take action against Radio City because I'm not going to take one bad situation and have it be the blanket statement for all the great memories I have there. So that's not an option. And then, oh, sue the police, sue the police. Okay, really? I am going to sue the NYPD. I have so many friends that are cops. I have so much respect for the police, though this situation does not fall into that, that at all. But at the same time, oh, yeah, oh, sue the NYPD. Why? So I can take money from every taxpayer in New York City, including myself. That's just petty. and That's silly. None of those things are going to help this situation. It already happened. I'm already moving on. I'm sharing my story here. I've been hit up for a million interviews. I have, everybody's going to pull what they want to pull from this podcast. And that's how it's going to go. And it is what it is. I have a couple people that I talk to here and there, but I do not want to carry this on for weeks on weeks on weeks. I deal with something, face it, discuss it, and move on because life moves fast. So in the big picture of understanding court and everyone throwing out, sue, you should sue, you should sue. When I was going through a court case uh, back in 2015, 16, I reached out to a public defender in San Francisco and I asked her if I could have five minutes of her time by phone. 
I asked her three questions. The most important question to me was, how long could this court case be in my life? That was the most important question. And with that answer, when she said, well, right now in California, you're probably looking at between five and 10 years. I was like, I'm out. There's no way I'm going to want to be talking about this in five years. There's no amount. And I said to her, what are the chances that I make enough money to make this worth my time? Well, she said very slim because you could win a lot of money. But think about a legal retainer for five to 10 years. Think about all the time you couldn't go to work because you were in court filing paperwork, doing things. So like these questions I asked this woman were enough to change my life forever when it comes to how many people are willing to drop Sue. So none of those things are on the table. I am completely removing myself from this situation and hoping that I am still welcome to go back to Radio City because I do love it there. It is an iconic place in New York City. So let me explain what took place Sunday night as my friends and I were going to see an 8.30 show, Matt Reif at Radio City. When we arrived into Radio City, did get a glass of wine. Sorry for that. Won't happen again. Uh, Went to our seats. Nothing was happening. No one was on stage. And I did not know at that point you weren't even allowed to take pictures inside, but there's no one on stage. Everyone's just coming in and I take a couple pictures and you can see this security guy in the back of this photo does not look like he likes me. Now, mind you, as I sat with myself yesterday and I thought about this experience, I thought about the security guy and not knowing what he may have been up against all week. Has this been a stressful week? Have there been a lot of people they've had to throw out of these shows? There has to be a buildup here, right? This can't be. But so I sit back down and I'm going to post that I'm at the show and I wanted to send Matt the photo so he knew where I was sitting. I was going to DM it to him on IG because we had talked that day and I was going to get to go backstage and finally meet him. His manager was going to come get us after the show. Uh, Okay. So... As soon as I sit down, someone comes over to me and says, there's no phones at the show. And I said, okay, I was going to post this. I won't. I'm going to put it away right now in my purse. I'm going to put my purse on the back of my chair, which I did. Purse on the back of the chair, no phones in my hand, nothing. Uh, Opening act comes out. Another opening act comes out. Matt comes out. Matt's out there. I'm out maybe 10 minutes. And I'm sitting to the side. I have my arm behind my friend's chair. And I'm just looking straight. And as I'm looking straight, because he was over on that side of the stage, by the time the security came in front of me, I could see them face to face because I'm looking in that direction. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at anything else. And they're like, you have to leave. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like for what? (laughs) You were on your phone. I'm like, but I wasn't on my phone. You have to leave. Now, as an entertainer myself, I'm not going to make a scene at the seat. I'm going to walk out with them, right? But now I'm doing a perp walk from row two from the stage with my friends all the way through Radio City to the lobby. And at this point, I'm like, someone needs to hear me out and see that my phone is in my purse, not in my hand, was not on my phone. So now I'm going back and forth with the staff. And I don't know whose staff this was. If it was just Radio City, if it was also security with Matt's crew, I'm not sure. Um, no one identified themselves. I didn't have to identify myself, but I just kept going back and forth with them. And I actually had a little bit of a sore throat because I must have a million times said, we have options here. We can look at the data on my phone 
And we can also look at the footage from the venue. They're like, doesn't matter. You have to leave. I'm like, leave. My friend got us second row back seats. We're not leaving. Like, this is insane. Well, if you don't want to leave, then you're going to be arrested. Okay. But can we just verify the fact that I was not on my phone at this point. I am just sticking up for myself because I know that I was not on my phone. And so, you know, right here, right now, if I did do something wrong and if I was caught in the act of doing something, I would have left immediately. I would have said, I'm very sorry. That was a bad move. I know better. I'm out. But I continued to fight the good fight because we did have options. We had options. We had so many options to figure out if I was on my phone or not. And also, let me just say before I go any further, if this is that important, get phone bags, right? Some shows have you put your phone in a bag um, and you give it back. If this isn't important. It should be. Th- but again, I'm saying all of this to them, even though I know I wasn't on my phone, but I'm going through all of this. Now the cops are involved. So the cops come in. And I'm like, guys, I don't want to leave this show. Like I did this other show with Matt. I haven't gotten to meet him yet. I wasn't doing anything wrong. If you could just check. So as this is going on and now the cops are getting involved and the cops like, well, fine. I'm like, you know what? If you have to arrest me, then arrest me. Because at the end of the day, if you arrest me, then there will be an investigation, which means the footage will show that I was not on my phone. And also if you do arrest me, you will check my phone and see that there's no data usage. I was not on my phone. Now I'm in handcuffs. I'm like, oh, this is great. My friends are finally being brought to where I am because at this point I was having this fight by myself surrounded by. There's a video on the New York Post uh, that is of the security footage from the lobby at Radio City Music Hall. And when it's happening, you could see this one guy, like one security guy walking away laughing, like thinking this is so funny. And I'm like, what? And I didn't realize that, of course, until I watched this in the news. So now you see these guys wrestling with me in the corner to take my bag, very aggressive, um, very sore. I'm I'm bruised up on my wrist. I'm going to go to hyperbaric today. I'm going to go to cryo today. I'm going to heal and be over this situation by the time this podcast releases and everything is said and done. Now I'm in handcuffs. Now we're negotiating. What are we going to do next? At this point, I am just trying to get someone to do the work and see that it wasn't me. Next thing you know, Matt's people come out, his manager come out, tell everybody, you know what? She can come back in. It's not a big deal. Cops are like, no, she can't come back in because now she's in handcuffs. She can't come. Mind you, I did not want to walk back in there after everybody watched me getting taken out of there. It was such an embarrassing moment, especially being that far to the stage, two rows back and having to walk with everyone looking at me with my head down. Like I am so embarrassed. And I also know that I was not on my phone. So now this is going on. My friends are finally out there. So once my friends are out there and they're taking us outside, I then, once we are outside, I do ask the cops, can you put on your body cams? Because I know there's camera inside the lobby. I don't know if there's camera out here. I'm going to have my friends shoot some photos and video footage. But what are we really doing here? Well, we have two choices. I can have an ambulance come or I can have a police car come to arrest me. Okay, but what are the you know terms for arrest? And if you read these articles and how quickly the story changed about what took place, there's articles that say, 
Um, I was kicking the police officers. Uh, well, if that was the case, then they should have definitely arrested me for assault, right? I mean, I would have definitely got arrested for assault if I was kicking and hitting police officers, right? Well, then, then that couldn't be it. Um, secondly, oh, drunk and disorderly. Um, but when I got in the ambulance, um, the EMT said I was fine. Okay, so that didn't stick either. It was one of these, whatever car shows up first, whether it's an ambulance, they're going to take you in, and or it's a cop car, they're going to arrest you. Okay, and I'm just standing out front, freezing cold, waiting this out, and the ambulance shows up. So I'm like, finally, I have a third party to talk to, someone new to express that all they have to do is check my phone. I was not on it. And this was barbaric and unnecessary. Now, at this point, the interview in the ambulance, next thing you know, you have to take the handcuffs or she has to go home. There's no, you, okay, but now I'm standing here, no handcuffs, looking at these cops. Okay, well, do we have something else here? No, you can go home. Really? So I didn't get to see the show. I'm dragged out for doing something I didn't do. And yesterday the photo surfaced that it was not me. The photo that you see on the post, my arm is around the back of my friend's chair. I'm wearing a pewter grayish silver bodysuit. Um, and there's someone else in the row that you can see holding their phone up and they have that person circle, but that person is not me. That person has a black top on. That person is not sitting in the second seat. That person sitting in another seat in that aisle. That person is not me. I am shook up. You know, uh, no one wants to be in an embarrassing situation like this. No one wants to go out the first Sunday. There's no football. I mean, Sundays I'm on my couch all day watching games. Okay. The first Sunday there's no football. I decide to go out and this is what takes place. So yesterday as I am sitting with myself, my thoughts, journaling, talking to some friends, really thinking about life. You know, this is when, when you go through something bad, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I do is I go through all the things that have been worse. And I'm like, well, this is really nothing compared to any of those things. And I also remind myself that things are only as big as we allow them to be. And the reason I wanted to post that video on social media and the reason I wanted to take those photos is because I knew nobody was going to even knew this, know this happened because I knew I wasn't getting arrested because I knew I didn't do anything to require me getting arrested. I knew I wasn't going to be taken in the ambulance because I knew I was mentally fine. Um, I knew all of these things during this harrowing, I don't know, hour-ish I, uh, situation. I sat and really thought about how we process information. And I think there's so much feedback coming to us at all times. And that's why yesterday I really just kind of stayed off of social media, spoke with friends instead, went to my immediate people, you know, answered messages from people that were sending me really nice messages. But I realized this is only as big as I make it. This is a shitty situation that didn't have to happen. I know I was standing up for myself because I knew I wasn't on my phone. And as we get older, we get a lot calmer, right? We get more chill. Had this happened 25 years ago, it would have been a nightmare. I definitely would have been arrested. But you know who I am now doing my best. I was very, I was not pleasant with the cops because I knew I didn't do anything wrong. So Though someone, oh, she's belligerent. No, I'm just telling these people there are two options. They can check my phone or they can check the cameras. They will see that it's not me. I'm repeating myself. 
I'm then giving them suggestions. If this is so important, get the phone bags, like all of these things. This was all of these things, this circular conversation of me standing up for myself. I would expect anybody to do the same thing if you knew for a fact that you did not do what you were being accused of doing. And so as I sat with myself yesterday and peeped in a couple times on some threads towards the end of the day, I was like, no, I can't do this because I am getting so blamed for a situation that I knew eventually the photos would come out and the video would come out from inside and they would be able to see that my purse was on the back of my chair, phone in purse, not on lap, not in hand. If somebody approaches you and they say you're on your phone, like, and, and there wasn't a time I pulled it back out from that one moment when I first took that photo, when we first arrived before anyone was on stage, before the show was going on, that was when I was told. And I was like, okay, no problem. I didn't even do that post. I put my phone in my bag and on the back of the chair. I am still a bit shook. There's no doubt that's an experience where it sticks with you and you replay this in your mind. And as these things happen, when something happens that's like intense, things kind of speed up and slow down for us, right? So much is happening at one time. You're trying to process the information. At the same time, you've got people at you that are telling you something completely different. And when I started this episode, when I leaned into this conversation, I said, I am giving you my perspective. I am sure everybody that was involved that night has their own perspective. I am not saying I handled it perfectly because honestly, yes, I could have just left. But at the same time, honestly, why should I leave for being accused of doing something I wasn't doing? So in my mind, as calm as I am at this age, I am still going to stand my ground. The fact that nobody was willing to do the extra legwork, which only would have taken check it my phone, would have been a huge help, but nobody would do that. It was just this. So again, is it that the people working there have been in a really stressful situation and it's busy and it's been intense and, and maybe some shows are stricter than others. And, and who knows where it got to that it had to get to that. But man, that did not have to go down that way. And yes, again, sure, I could have left. My friend spent a lot on those tickets. I really wanted to go to that show. Um, I love Radio City. Again, I am not the criminal here. We are actually the consumer that went into a show for a lot of money with very good seats. With all of that said, looking forward and moving forward is the most important thing. Thinking about how I will do things differently when I am out in the future is, is definitely big. Seeing that now people think that I'm using this as some sort of PR thing is absolutely silly. Um, but okay, everyone's allowed to their own opinion, but I still do have to get back to my groove. Like I said earlier, life moves fast. I've got a lot coming up. I've got my first liquor store event coming up. I've got the Super Bowl. You know, there's things coming up where I'm going to be at public events. So I am going to be still doing my promoting my events. Now everybody says if I'm putting a flyer out there on social media, oh, this was just a publicity set. Really? 
do you really think I need PR that bad? Do you really think I'm going to great lengths? No. The bottom line is don't fucking tell me I did something that I didn't do. Don't get in my fucking face and touch me for something that I didn't do. When you watch that video, you are going to be appalled of all the touching because I was aggressively touched. And I'm just standing there going, no, check my phone. Like I am just standing up for myself. It was aggressive. It was intense. It was unnecessary. And yes, I could have diffused the entire situation by just walking out that door. But can you ask yourself if you would have done that? Because I don't think many people would, especially if you were so excited to see a show, especially if you knew you did not have your phone out, especially if you were being wrongfully accused of something and they were asking you to leave 10 minutes into something that you just were just, just getting into. When I was offered the opportunity to go back in, the cops were like, no, this has gone too far. We're not letting her go back in. And at this point I'm like, these fuckers, right? Right. Nobody, you know, referred to me by name. So I don't really think they knew who I was. It was, it was not, it was just a thing that happened that didn't have to happen. And it was me standing up for myself. Not ideal, not the ideal first Sunday, no football, but a lot of people have had situations like this. This is not an abnormal thing to see in the news. This is not unusual for people to be getting into scenarios. I am no different than any other human in this world. Um, when mistakes happen, I'm willing to call them out. And if that mistake was calling me out for something that I didn't do, then I was willing to stand my ground. And if someone were to say she was yelling and she was shouting and she caused a scene in the lobby area, which you could watch that video Really? At the end of the day? Yes, because I was asking them to do the couple of things that they could do to absolve me of what they were accusing me of. All of this to go out for a comedy show seems absolutely ridiculous. All of this in this state of what we're dealing with right now in New York City seems absolutely ridiculous. But again, somebody who has a show, if it's that specific, I get it. And there are ways to prevent mishaps. It's been brought to my attention that there were four people thrown out the night before, that there's been people being thrown out for these shows. Okay, that's here nor there. It just so happened I got to be one of them. Matt did reach out to me yesterday and apologized and said that his team was just doing their jobs, that he hopes that I'm willing to come back to one of his shows again. Um, okay. Thank you. I wrote back. Great. Um, but at the same time, like, was anybody doing their job? Because I did not have a phone out. I did not have a phone out. I did not have a phone in my hand. Did not have a phone on my lap. So was anybody, was it, what, what, what really happened here? And then I get walked out in front of everybody. Like this was just next level. We've all been to Broadway shows. They do that big announcement. We've all been to shows where they take your phone. Like all of those things would have been an option. But here we are. And uh, luckily I have this week and I have a couple events. Then I get to go away and take five days off with my friends out on the West Coast. Uh, I'm going to get to ski, get some fresh air, spend some time with their dogs and do all of the like wholesome things that I just want to do right now to really regroup. I've got to shake this off. Uh, and that's why yesterday I sat and I journaled, I watched my shows. I just stayed in bed, um, and, and spoke to friends, 
because I'm just processing how this all went down. The fact that I could have just been dragged out of there and if I didn't post a video of this or I didn't take those photos and share them with you on social media, nobody would have knew this happened. Um, and I felt it was important for people to know that it happened because it's ridiculous. And now we can see it is clearly not me on the phone. So all of that was a huge misunderstanding. And I do understand that misunderstandings happen. It's part of life. Shit is going to go wrong. Things are going to get out of control. That just happens. But how I handle this moving forward, how I discuss it, how I share it with you is the most important because we can't let things beat us. Uh, this is not going to beat me. This is not going to change me. Sure, there's going to be a lot more people that don't like me now for whatever reason, but I am letting you know if you go to a show, be very careful with where your phone is. Um, mine was not out. It was not in my hand. At the end of the day, I went through all of that for something I wasn't doing. That is why I made a fuss. That is why I shot that video. And as I was shooting that video, I was getting pretty cold because I'd been outside for a while in a lighter coat that I would normally wear. If you live in the city in the winter, you know that when you're going out to somewhere, you don't really want a big bulky coat on the back of your chair. So sometimes you'll wear a coat that's a little bit thinner. And then, you know, you, cause you just, so I was outside in a coat that was a little bit thinner and I know I was shivering a little bit. And in that video, uh, I have been, um, ridiculed for using an British accent, uh, ridiculed for how I was speaking. I had just probably repeated myself 250 times. By the time that video was shot, I had repeated myself at least 250 times. The same thing I was saying was I was not on my phone. Please check my phone data. Please check the cameras. Over and over and over and over with no resolution, no willingness to do so, no nothing. So I was a little bit spent from the arguing by that point. And also as I was walking to that ambulance and shooting that video, I did not yet know what was next for me. I didn't know that I was just going to be unhandcuffed and sent home. Uh, I did not know. So that was a moment of like, okay, I might be departing from my friends right now and they might be picking me up somewhere. Like what is happening? But I'm going to do what the officers tell me to do. I'm going to do what this paramedic tells me to do. I'm going to sit down in this vehicle and speak with this person and share my side of the story and say the same thing I'd been saying. I was not on my phone. I did not have my phone out. Um, please check the cameras. Please check my data on my phone. The whole thing, just unnecessary and over the top. So I shared that video. That video was shot as I was getting into the ambulance, with the EMT officer to be evaluated. And after that point, handcuffs were taken off and I was able to go home. At that point, the show was over or getting ready to be over. Uh, wasn't going to go back in there anyway, but that is when that video was shot. I wasn't arrested, but I was handcuffed. And that is what you see in that video. And the handcuffs come from me not wanting to leave the venue. So many people have said on social media, yeah, if you don't want to leave a venue, it becomes a police event. But I just wanted to have my name cleared that I wasn't breaking the rule on the phone. I have a ton of respect. I don't shoot the Rockettes. I don't shoot any shows at Radio City or in Broadway. I get that. I'm an entertainer as well. When I was on stage, I didn't want people shooting my show. So I know that. And I'm very mindful of that. So the whole ordeal was really just me 
trying to state my case that like, hey, this is out of control. No. And also there's multiple ways that we can verify this information and you could apologize to me because it wasn't me. So no apology, no nothing. This is how it turned out. And here I am. So now I'm going to take a little bit of time to regroup. I'm going to get in the back of the groove of doing all of my things. I've got the liquor store event this Saturday, February 10th from four to seven at Williamsburg Wine and Liquor in Brooklyn. I've got the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I will be watching at Sapphire 60. Next Friday night, the 16th, I've got a late night event at Felt, uh, Felt Fridays. So in between the Super Bowl and the Felt event, I will be skiing. So like I have a lot of great things going on and I'm going to continue to build forward momentum. This was a thing that didn't have to be a thing. And there's many variables I feel that could have been dealt with differently. Moving forward, I think anybody in any space that's going to be that aggressive with people should really consider lockboxes for phones or really consider, I don't, I don't know, like if you're going to be that aggressive, people just shouldn't be allowed to have them. But then again, I'm reminding you, I was not on my phone. So each time I would go into these conversations with these cops, with the guys that were working at Radio City, I was just trying to like, here's all of these things. Like, let's figure out how we could do this better in the future. And let's discuss the fact that I did not do any of these things that you're saying. I did not have my phone up. What a wild Sunday night. An 8.30 show. Who would have known that it could be that crazy? Uh, I was going to go to... um, Warriors Nets the following night, which was Monday night. But I'm like, you know, I really don't feel like going out. I don't really want to be out in public spaces right now. I just want to take a little breather. And that's what I did yesterday. I just took that day to kind of recharge. Today I'm back to work. I will ease back into all of my things. Kay is coming on Thursday. Kay and I are going to shoot some fun content for social media. Really excited to do some different things that are popping off in the city. You know, I love to shoot pop-ups and fun, colorful, vibrant, exciting things to share with everybody. I will be right back on track with doing that. And it's also going to be incredibly nice to have Kay here with me. Kay was the first person to reach out in the morning and say, um, I'll fly up today. I'd like to give you a hug and keep you company. I'll fly up to him. It's like, Kay, I'm good. I will see you on Thursday. I'm going to be fine. This is totally fine. I will stay off the internet. I will not read the stuff. So I'm just going to continue to move forward because there's no reason to give this any more energy than it already took from me. Remembering that great, great, great quote that is, life is 10% about what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. I'm going to deal with this my way by just moving forward, but I dealt with it my way that night by demanding people understand that they were accusing me of something that I did not do. And that's really the bottom line. So I'm sorry for all the panties that I got in a bunch and people who are annoyed at this situation, but I had to share my side of the story as I have the right to do. I've learned a valuable lesson that if you are a public figure and you drink in public ever, that is going to be the number one skate, you know, scapegoat, like, hey, we're going to say she was so good to know. I'll be mindful of that. That's fine. I can just have wine at home with friends. Uh, I will not drink in public anymore because there, then there's no, that's one less thing I can be accused of. So let's, let's just eliminate. I made a list yesterday. How can I do better? How can I make my life easier? How can I be sure that when I'm out in public, I don't get called out for something that is not the case scenario. 
I will do all of the things. I am always willing to work on myself. Yes, I will admit that I could have handled it better by leaving the instant they asked me to leave. But I really wanted them to know that I was not on my phone, that I did not touch my phone, and that I was just there to enjoy Matt's show. So that's really where we are. Here we are right now. That's the end of the story. I'm fascinated by the feedback. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more of it. I hope that you understand we will get back to things with the mailbag and all of the normal niceties of the podcast. If you want to go to a show and you don't want to pay any fees on your tickets and you want to be specific about the seating, the area, what you like, what venue, where you want to be, you'll go to TicketRev. You can go to TicketRev.com and learn all about how TicketRev can work for you, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Also, you can follow on social media at TicketRev and you can download the TicketRev app. For everybody, a reminder, I will be at Williamsburg Wine and Liquor from 4 to 7 on Saturday, February 10th. I will be at Sapphire Sunday, February 11th for Super Bowl 60, and I will be at Felt Fridays, Friday the 16th. So everyone, I will be out and about again. I appreciate the kindness that was sent to me. But again, I started this podcast with, there are two things that happen when something goes out there like this into the spotlight. Two things. One is really kind and lovely, and one is really dark and chaotic. Uh, and, and I'm feeling all of that while I'm really just trying to process what transpired. I'm a positive person. I will always keep the positive vibes. I do not want any negativity to come of this in any way, shape, or form. Yes, everyone reaching out saying they should apologize. This was just one big, nasty misunderstanding. And the reality is, if I didn't make it public, none of you would have known. But I thought it was important to share, so I did. And here we are. For the rest of you, be mindful of the comments that you make when somebody's dealing with something because you don't know the impact, the rest of that. It's already heavy. To make it heavier and add on, it's kind of unnecessary. I appreciate all of you that have said great things. I'm sorry that I didn't get to see more of Matt's show. I know everybody really enjoys it. I've been watching. I watched his Netflix special um, and, you know, following him on TikTok and all of the things. But for you all out there, I appreciate you. Not a regular episode, but my chance to share my side of the story. And again, I will remind you, this is just my perspective. Other people may have seen it happening very differently. For me, it happened very fast. I was very shocked and I was very, very, very much willing to stand my ground and address the fact that it was not me that had a phone out. For that, we part here back to a regular episode next week. If you're a new listener, you can catch up on the episodes on my YouTube channel as well. Every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I do a YouTube live premiere, which is this episode where we can sit in the chat and, and catch up. I have a nice community with my Friday nights on YouTube, or you can go back and subscribe on any platform you currently listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to an all new episode of Elisa and Experience. 